Srebodat. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day you are watching this broadcast, this is Dr. Eric Tangumon came with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. I want to sincerely welcome you and thank you so much for joining us on this exciting and rewarding journey. We are tackling some issues of our time. Some of them are very sensitive. However, we cannot afford not to talk about them. To arrive solutions and to path a way forward, we need to engage these issues. Will you do me a favor? There are three things I would like you to do for me. Number one, share this broadcast. Invite other people to join us. Number two, subscribe to my YouTube channel. I need your subscription. And the third one is get a copy of the book, Racism, Where Is Your Sting? A provocative look at the beginning and end of racism. I was prompted to write this book because I realized the havoc that racism was causing in my country and globally. There are deep discounts available for those who need more than one copy. Reach out to me, the email is eternalkingdom101 at gmail.com, eternalkingdom101 at gmail.com. Or you can call 214-908-3963. Please do endeavor to grab a copy, read so you can get what I'm saying within the context of where I'm coming from. Because if you don't do that, you can easily misunderstand what I'm talking about. I like to give disclaimers. I'm not talking about this topic because I'm bitter, or I'm angry, or I want to set those cause. Bringing a message of hope, message of peace, because I believe that racism is dead. And together, we can put it to rest. It's about you, not what the others are doing, it's about what you as an individual is going to do within your own sphere of influence. You are not at the mercy of what you've been taught. You are not at the mercy of what society thinks or says about you. You are not at the mercy of the experiences your ancestors have been through. I'm not saying that we should forget about it because if we forget history, we're going to repeat it. However, 
I want you to know now is the time for you to make a difference. Now is the time for you to believe differently. We just wrapped up chapter one of the book. And chapter one made a strong case in that using color to divide us into different races does not make sense. It is uh, unfounded. And the other big thing that came out of chapter one that I'm going to be building upon is the fact that we are all created in the image and likeness of God and that we are all equal. Pray the words of the founding fathers of the United States of America. We hold this truth to be self-evident. All men are created equal and endowed with inalienable rights by their creator. We are all created equal with inalienable rights. And any other thing that is trying to move us away from this baseline of equality, we have to resist it, we have to fight it. It's a fight from both sides. Everybody has to get involved. And we have to declare there is one human race. We are all equal. I didn't say we are all the same. Because if you put people in the room, you realize that some of us have darker skin. Some of us have some pinkish skin. Uh, some say yellow, whatever colors you pick, brown, chocolate, dark. We just, we all look different on the outside. And that is great. If the world had only one color, it's going to be very boring. That is where diversity makes sense. We all look different because there is a reason why some are darker, have darker skin than others. And it's really unfortunate that we have to use that to divide us into different human races. That is not the case. We are moving into chapter two. And I'm going to be looking at the complex interplay between superiority complex and inferiority complex. In chapter one, I try to define racism and the definition fell flat because if there's one human race and if racism is a social, a bogus social construct, then racism in itself doesn't exist. What exists as we're going to see and as we've already seen is something deeper than skin color. And let me su submit to you that what is actually at play is inferiority complex and superiority complex. For some unexplained reason, which I think is tied to the fact that we allowed our physical senses to become corrupted, some people have the need
to feel that they are superior. This is at the heart of anecentrism. And immediately, some people feel they are superior. They need an inferior class of people <clears throat> to manifest their superiority. We are going to zoom on this, focus on it. If we ever want to come out of this uh, smokescreen of racism and defeat it, we have to understand where this superiority and inferiority complex is coming from. I like what John Maxwell says, I quote, <clears throat> there are two kinds of pride, both good and bad. Good pride represents uh, dignity and self-respect. Bad pride is the deadly sin of superiority that reeks of conceit and arrogance. That is a bad pride. Bad pride that is rooted in superiority. I'm superior to you. Do you bleed yellow or you bleed red? What makes you think you're superior? We have different gifts. All are human. And anywhere we find any attempt to dehumanize other human beings, all of us have to say, no, it is wrong. There is one homo sapien species, and that is what it is. As I've already stated, racism is not just a white and black issue, because in every society on the face of the earth, there are two major groups of people. Those who feel they are superior and those who have been forcefully made to feel that they are inferior. Wherever you have those who feel that they are superior, they definitely are comparing themselves to other people. And that is why society is structured into different social groupings and status, no matter where you find yourself. Part of the impetus to write this book and engage this topic is because I realized that the United States of America is so inwardly looking and focused and uh, racism has been magnified, blown out of proportion and uh, they're not looking outwards. You realize that it's a human condition. It's not black and white. It is not, as we're going to see. It's a global problem. It's a global phenomenon. And for us to defeat it, we have to think globally. I mean, this is the, the one instance where global, globalization uh, is uh, positive. Now you may be wondering, well, how do some people end up feeling that they are inferior? Yeah, because they've been trained to think like that. Have you thought what pushes people to try to perch their skin color and look, and look lighter? To use all these aggressive chemicals and creams to you know, perch themselves of, of the melanin in their skin, not knowing that uh, it's a protective shield. Why? 
They've been programmed to think to, to think that there's something wrong with the way they look. When people have been bombarded with a lie for a long time, they believe it. When people have been bombarded over and over with a lie, they're going to believe it. People will keep living this lie because their subconscious minds have been programmed by this faulty information. You know, the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what is true and what is false. It works based upon the information that is fed into it. Have you been told being darker in complexion is inferior to the one to tell you that it is not? There's nothing, no iota of inferiority in your skin color if you're darker. If that was the case, some will not be trying to tan to look darker. There's nothing wrong. Nothing wrong whatsoever. Nothing wrong. And that is why I'm here to submit to you that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. If you're one of those who is bleaching your color, no matter where you find yourself in the world, please stop it. Stop destroying your skin and exposing yourself to chemical toxicity. It's time for you to embrace who you are and celebrate it. You know, why racism has been amplified in societies like the United States of America, where the arbitrary white and black divide has highlighted this issue, we should not be distracted by its intensity globally. You know, by the intensity of this problem on a global scale. <clears throat> it's important for us to understand the interplay between inferiority and superiority complex amongst all people, irrespective of the color of their skin. That is really what I'm trying to do here. Unfortunately, many have cast racism as something that exists strictly between white, the white and black races. This way of looking at the issue has not helped us to solve the problem, and it is highest time we try a new approach. We have to try a new approach. It's easy to say, oh, what is happening is because the blacks and the whites don't get along. If you listen to my discourse on color, you realize that this arbitrary divide between white and black is false. It's a social construct because it's known as white as a sheet of paper. None looks like this. So when we say white, we don't mean what we're saying. And when we say black, there's none as black as this. We don't mean what we're saying. So if all these social constructs are bringing us issues, we need to move away from them. In the previous chapter, I tried to debunk the notion of different races and establish that we are all created in the image of God and therefore there's only one human race. In addition, to the fact that there's only one human race, 
using color to classify humans is absurd and baseless. We should stop doing that. The society may insist on using this arbitrary classification scheme, but it is faulty and must be discarded. Stop saying the black race and the white race and the this race and the that race, this one human race. Let it start with you. Get it out of your vocab vocabulary. Don't use it. There's, nothing such, there's no such thing as a black race. There isn't. It's a concoction. Yeah, some people are darker in uh, pigmentation. So what? W what? D does that put them in some such a category? We've already said we should judge people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. It's very limited. Even, even nature says we should not play the color game. I demonstrated that yesterday. We were looking at the color of minerals, why it is very faulty to try to identify mineral using just its color. If there is only one human race, then the term racism itself needs to be redefined or discarded altogether. I've already said we need to come up with a new term to describe the animosity, the division, the greed, the infighting that occurs between all people, no matter how they look. You know, if the issue was skin color, right, you would expect that in a place like Japan, there'll be no hatred, there'll be no murder, there'll be no people in prison, isn't it? In a place like China, there will be no problem because the people look the same. They look alike. You go to Africa, I mean, most of Sub-Saharan Africa, excluding South Africa, most Afri Africa, everybody is, is having a lot of melanin in their, in their skin, right? You expect them to get along, nobody in prison, no murders and, and no greed. Have you listened to the news lately? The southern part, southeastern part of Nigeria, the Igbo ethnic group, they are crying out that they are not being treated equally. They are being discriminated against. The Anglophones in Cameroon, the same cry, we are being discriminated against. They come to America. African Americans are crying out, we are being discriminated against. Is the issue really skin color? It is not. It's greed. As we're going to see, is a weakness in the heart of man. Therefore, we need a different word to describe what is happening and not racism. Because those who are dividing us into races and pin it on racism, they have sinister, a, a sinister agenda, and that has not helped us. Let's look at Conde's definition of racism. And you understand what I'm trying to say here. He defines racism as the mistaken and gratuitous belief that the social construct of race is a primary factor in determining human characteristics and abilities and that racial differences produce, again, mistakenly and gratuitously inherent superiority of a particular race, right? You hear the word superiority in there. The first step is, oh, let's use skin color to divide us into different races. The next step is, yeah, this particular color, I mean, that those that feel that the black color, the, 
more melanin or makes you superior. I don't know the, why. Why do you have to feel? Why, why are you having the need to feel superior? It doesn't really matter. We divide into races and we start feeling superior. And Conde is saying that it's mistaken. It's mistaken. It's wrong. As this definition clearly states, racism is a social construct, number one. Then the belief in superiority is faulty as well. If you keep insisting that you are superior, you are wrong. It doesn't matter where you fall. We are all created equal. That's the baseline. What makes you think you are superior? In what sense? What makes you think you are superior? We are different, and that is fine. It doesn't mean make some inferior and some superior. If you are watching me, and you think you are superior, please justify it. And if you are watching me, and you think you are inferior, please justify it as well. Who told you that? None is the child of a lesser God. All men are created equal. You know, this definition highlights the issue of superiority that is at the heart of ethnocentrism. Ethnocentrism is the belief that, oh, my ethnic group is superior to yours. And it is common among all ethnic groups on every continent on the planet. When ethnocentrism is not checked, it spills into discrimination, mistreatment, and at times, death. Removing the white and black divide does not eliminate the discrimination, hate, and murder that occurs between different humans regardless of their geographic location. I started by looking at the first murder that occurred between two brothers from the same parents. Adam and Eve knew nothing about discrimination. They were just the first two humans. Their first two sons, Cain and Abel, knew nothing about racism. They were the same. However, jealousy grade first one of the brothers to kill the other one. And that is why if we keep hanging, the evil in our hearts on racism, we are seriously mistaken. The two first brothers did not get along. And people are not getting along everywhere on earth. Everywhere you go and you have people, they are not getting along because the heart of man is desperately wicked, as you're going to see. Nobody can say that racism caused me to discriminate against some other person, treat them badly, segregate them, enslave them, lynch, and murder them with impunity. How can you say racism made you do it? How can you say that? It's not possible. People have killed, enslaved each other since the dawn of human history. It's not racism. It's a wickedness in the hearts of people. Therefore, we must dig deeper and look at the root cause of all the hate, resentment, 
and wickedness that people express towards one another. If you remove all the people with darker skin in the United States, you see have people in prison. They'll still be mothers. And that is why you have black on black crime, white on white crime. The, the Caucasians are killing each other. African Americans are killing each other. It's the heart of man. Let's not blame, let's stop blaming racism. How can anybody in their right mind pin slavery on the skin color? It has nothing to do with that. The blacks, the so-called blacks, the Africans were not enslaved because of their skin color. That is not why they were enslaved. They were enslaved because those who enslaved them, dehumanized them, propelled by their greed for cheap and for free labor. That's, and the wickedness in their hearts, that's what drove them. You know, we must also factor in that other Africans, other blacks, I'm using that term black very loosely, other Africans, in Africa, caught and sold their own kind to Europeans and Arabs and amongst themselves. We're going to dig deeper into that in future. Yeah, there was already slave trade going in before the Europeans showed up. Yes, the Arabs, yes, the Arabs, yes, the Arabs were buying and selling Africans long before the Europeans jumped onto this profitable business that was fueled by what? Greed and despicable evil. Words are not adequate to describe this dark page in human history. I, I don't I lack the words to describe what transpired. It's not only shameful and disgraceful, it's evil. What transpired is evil. We should not take it lightly. We should not gloss over it but we should not remain in that place of pain. While we may be tempted to place it while we may be tempted to place what happened above all other terrible events that have occurred in history, we should not forget that human history is punctuated by such despicable acts that humans carry against each other. Can somebody explain the Holocaust to me? Can you justify that level of evil? Can you justify what Stalin did in Russia? Pol Pot in Cambodia? Can you, can you justify that to me? 
Therefore, we should resist the temptation of reducing just depths of depravity with racism, because racism pairs in comparison to what is hidden deep within the heart of man. Mass murders, people killing each other. How can you say racism made me do it? All our attempts over the years to address the symptoms of this problem have not taken us far because abolishing, abolishing racism will never happen. It will be impossible if the root cause is not attacked. What I'm saying is this, the interplay of superiority and inferiority complex and racism is that I start with the false notion of that different human races based upon the skin color, mine is superior to yours. And because of that, since you are inferior to me, I can treat you any way I want. It's wrong. And that is why when we try to say, oh, the issue is because people look different. That is not the issue. It's an issue of the heart. A few thousand year, years ago, the prophet Jeremiah, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, wrote the following chilling words. I've been using them since I started. It says, the heart is deceitful above all things. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 7, 9. The heart is deceitful. And people follow their heart. They go greedy. They wanted to make a lot of money. They cut their brothers and sold to Europeans. The Europeans took them to the Caribbeans and the Americas and put them to work. Yeah, that's how they felt. You know, today you hear a lot, don't follow your heart, do whatever comes to you naturally. Remember, the heart is deceitful. The heart is desperately wicked. And we are seeing that manifestation across the globe. Can you try to explain the caste system to me? Please, educate us on that. Can you do that for us, please? The heart is deceitful. And people like to take advantage of each other. It's an issue of the heart, as we're going to see tomorrow. People may try to justify their mistreatment of other people under racism. But I am saying that racism is a toothless bulldog. It is a boogeyman that has been used to mask the wickedness in the heart of mankind. Let's stop hiding behind racism. What is actually happening here? 
is some feeling that are superior and making others inferior. There is no way a baseless, I'm talking about racism, it's baseless, absurd, and unfounded social construct has the power to force people to commit heinous crimes against other people. What is racism? And how is that making you hate, discriminate, segregate, and mistreat other people? Explain that to us on the comment section. It is time to stop blaming racism and start accepting that people are capable of doing terrible things to each other. It is time to stop blaming racism and accept that the heart of man is deceitful. The heart of man is wicked and that people are capable of doing terrible things to each other. I'm laying all this framework so that it can help us figure out how to get out of this quagmire. We keep shouting, racism is racism, is racism. What is it? What is racism? There's one human race and every manifestation of so-called racism is happening everywhere you have human beings, no matter the color of their skin. The Anglophones in Cameroon say, oh, look at us. We are minority. We don't have access to power. We don't have access to lucrative contracts. We don't have access to this. We don't have access to that. We are not being treated equally. They are taking advantage of us. They are sitting on us. The list goes on and on and on. It's greed. It's wickedness. Is the deceitfulness of the heart of man that is bringing us issues. As simple as this may sound, we, we have the option to accept this and solve the problem from the root, or we can keep chasing behind shadows and blaming a social construct that some came up with for nefarious reasons. Tomorrow, we're going to zoom in on the heart. I want to thank you for listening. Do me a favor. If you have any comments, bring them on. If you have any questions, let me hear them. If you agree, let me know. If you disagree, let me know. And if you want to throw rotten tomatoes and eggs on me, go for it. This is not a very comfortable discussion, but we must have it. Share, get a copy of the book and read it slowly and carefully. Let's keep the conversation going. I want to thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned and God bless you.